Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones. I'm Rev Briz. And this is Rev Z. And together we're Ministers Talking This is episode number seven of our series. Doesn't seem like we've been doing this all that long, huh, Z? No, it does not. And we've got a great program for you today, folks. I want you to know as we dive into this that we are sponsored by the New Thought Media Network. And we're very grateful to everyone over at New Thought Media Network for all their support and making sure this program gets to you each and every week. We, we broadcast, we publish a new episode every Friday morning for your enjoyment. We trust that you get a chance to listen in. Please do f- visit New Thought Media Network currently residing on Facebook and just search out New Thought Media Network over there. Okay, so today's episode number seven, the question has become, uh, the, uh, the title of our theme this week, where's the flow? WTF, where's the flow? And uh, Rev Z, I, we sort of came up with this one together, but I'd like to let you make the opening remarks today. Where's the flow? Well, you know, as, as they say, that is the ultimate question. Uh, <laughs> Where is the flow? And, and, and by that, in my mind, it means where is that spot or where is that place where we have the least amount of friction and things are being done easily and effortlessly? And so I was having an experience this week where I had all these things in my mind that I wanted to do that were on the forefront. But then I got this other project that's on the back burner that popped up and got a lot of traction. And as as a result, it took me, so I thought, off my flow. And I thought I was not going to be able to get these other things I wanted done because I had kind of spent a large amount of time on this idea or this, this, this project I was working on. But that gave me the excitement and the energy to hone in and to really focus and and utilize my time so that i was able to get in the flow i was able to get a good start on that project and do the other things so i think the whole idea is to find that sweet spot or as we say in sports find that zone how do i get into the zone and i'm able to really utilize my time most effectively and allow things to slow down Mm, yeah allow things to slow down but to get in the zone i i I like that that analogy that perspective Uh, for myself i I had a great experience of this today as, as you brought up the topic i love it because for me being you know where's the flow well the bigger answer is the flow is always right where i am the question becomes, am I pushing against that flow? Am I resisting where the flow is going? Or am I, well, 
pardon the, the, the pun, folks. Am I going with the flow, right? Yes. Uh, today that happened, I had a phone call and a, a conversation scheduled with someone that I, I really want to be involved in a project I'm working on. Uh, somebody I think would be a great benefit to this project. And I had a similar experience where it kind of felt like my day was getting out of the flow and I was being pulled into some activities. And wouldn't you know it, that one of those activities ran over and I couldn't communicate to this person that, hey, I'm running late and I'm not going to be there on this call on time. And they were able to communicate saying, hey, are we still connecting today? <laughs> well, by 20, 25 minutes later, uh, they've moved on to another project and now are no longer available. However, we both turned around and my three o'clock had to move their appointment with me, which appeared to be breaking my flow until that original appointment reached out at about 3.15 and said, hey, I'm still available today. Do, can you, do you still have time to chat? And mm. well, folks, I'm sure you can see where this is going. We had a wonderful conversation. Uh, this person's on board with the project now. They're ready to, to be supportive of it and contribute to it. And the point being here, at the end of the day, I still ended up where I was going. I just, I got there by a different channel, if you will. And that's key is because how do we uh, how do we begin to give up that modem or idea of control? Because I think that's a part of it and allow flow to happen, because I'm sure we've all had that experience uh, or, or most of us have at least that when we can let go of the control and allow ourselves to be open and aware of what is happening, we are able to accomplish more in, in a lot of those instances than if we were trying to so rigidly control where we are at a specific amount of time and so forth. Now, we don't want to burn bridges by telling people we're going to have a meeting at three and we don't get there to four. And that's not what we're saying. But, 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 but it is saying that when we make these appointments or, or take these modems of control, we want to be able to have some flexibility to stay in the flow. Right. Yeah. Yes. To be able to, I like the word flexibility there, to be able to say, okay, number one, no, this is not my modus of operandi this is not my tradition and the normal way i go about my dealings and my communications and i have an awareness that we are and, and this is a great spiritual principle in my mind folks right we are always in exactly the right place for exactly the right reason at exactly the right time i may not always see that and my humanness and my desire to stay on schedule, to meet my, all those things, that's the human side of the equation. And I can allow all that stuff to stack up and actually get in my way of seeing where the flow is taking me. 
because if we're going to go where, with it, well, we've got to be able to, to discern where that flow has taken me, where my end result is, where do I really want to be? In my instance today, I really wanted to have this conversation. I really wanted to enroll this person in uh, this project, in this idea. And if I had gotten all upset about missing that phone call, I know I wouldn't have been in a headspace to actually make the presentation I did an hour or so later. Mm -hmm. So there can sometimes be a benefit in being able to, and you said it earlier, slow down so I can read where the flow is taking me and do my best to course correct from where my ego thinks I ought to go. Right. Right. Because because the, the, the interesting thing about the flow is that it, 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 it almost has to, in some ways, happen a little bit spontaneous, or you have to stay spontaneous in it, because once you get fully immersed in that activity, or in, uh, uh, in that particular flow state, things like time and, 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 and place, they seem to kind of disappear or move to the background so that the, the, the mental state and the energy feeling state and, and, and your enjoyment and engaging in that thing kind of creates a whole environment of its own. Yeah. And it allows us to, you know, it's, it, it allows us to be in that hyper-focused state where it's like, wow, things are really clicking. And I, I like this space. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you there, right? That again, that's that zone. Yes. Where everything's moving and nothing's everything is falling into place, the right phone calls, the right people. Now, this is the way the the universe is intended to work, right, folks? All the right people, all the right resources. You've heard me say this before, everything necessary for the complete and total fulfillment of your mission on this planet comes to you exactly as it's necessary. That's being in the flow. So, you know, Z, that brings me to the question, right? We've got a pretty good idea of what it is. And I, I'm picturing a, everybody out there in the audience nodding their head going, yep, I'm with you guys. I'm with you. I got it. I want to be in that flow. And somebody just stole my car. And somebody just... <laughs> Somebody just ripped me a, a new one on social media for something I posted or, you know, in, in today's day, God forbid, someone close to me just died, made their transition. There's yeah. countless opportunities throughout a day to get knocked out of the flow. What do you use? What what would you share with people about how we get back into it once we've gotten knocked out of it? Whoa, yeah, now that's and that and that's a reality, right? Um, and and I think for me, the most effective there's a couple of things I do, but the most effective thing that I do is you know, is is take a seat, is to try to get in a quiet space and 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 regroup, right? Reassess my myself and my environment, you know, it's kind of like. 
kind of like that that question or, or, or that uh, advice they give for uh, when you're angry. Never, never answer questions or get into a conversation when you're angry. You know, right. they always count to 10 or save it to tomorrow or something so that that event that has taken you out of the flow or has potentially moved you away from the edge of the flow will color everything else that happens after that. So the ability to step away or find quiet time or something to allow that event, person, place, or thing to move through you and out is the key, I think, to to being able to say, now I'm ready to get back in the flow. Because if I don't do that, those different things are going to cause me to move in certain ways or emote in certain ways that even if I get in the flow, I won't stay there very long. Right. Yeah. You remind me of Michael Singer's teaching in The Untethered Soul. Michael Singer talks about how uh, when an event hits us, right, folks, when something comes at us, and this is both physically and metaphysically, energetically, emotionally, whatever it might be. When something comes at us and hits us, there is an immediate jolt and the shock to the body system. And again, whether that's the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body, the spiritual body, we get jolted. In this case, we get knocked out of the flow. And what Michael teaches is if we hang on to that, if we start to, if we don't let that event just flow right through us and we let it become lodged in our body systems, well, then that starts to grow. So maybe that's a resentment because you didn't answer my, you weren't, you didn't answer my phone call on time. Mm -hmm. Maybe is an accusation or a judgment maybe uh maybe that is a physical hurt that uh that i stubbed my toe I, I must be clumsy i must be stupid and if we hold on to those things well that's now a vibration that lives within us it's going to grow it's going to feed itself we're going to find all kinds of reasons to prove ourselves right and now we've got a tumor, perhaps even literally growing within the body because we've allowed ourselves to be attached to it. You let it go, you get hit, you give it up, you say, okay, I stubbed my toe. Man, that hurts, but that doesn't define me. Right. My partner left, I'm feeling lonely, but that doesn't define me. I think that's one of the ways I personally can make sure I'm stepping back towards the flow at least is to uh, never let the grass grow under my feet as it were. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's key because I think to, to one of the things to successfully do that is the ability to tap into your feelings. And what I mean by that is I think the feeling tone is is very key in understanding a great indicator of when you are in or not in the zone or when you are not in the flow and so you know it, 
the thing that just popped into my mind is the whole is the Star Wars thing. You know, I can feel the disturbance in the force. Mm. You know, and so we want to we want to be at that level of understanding our emotions and our feelings, so that when there is a disturbance in the force or a disturbance in the flow, then we need to take a moment because. At, 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 at the time that we step, so to speak, in the flow, we become one with the flow, which is my, my, my take is why we are able to get things to slow down and move with ease and do things that seem almost humanly impossible. And then, boom, you can just make it happen with ease and grace. Because at that moment, the two things merge and then they become one. Yep. And, and you know, as... As we say, there's only unity. There's only oneness in the whole universe. So when we can step into that space, we can do some amazing things. Right. And you talk about emotions. I, I, that's, I think that's the greatest reminder in all this. It's pay attention to our emotions. And not only be in tune with, but embrace and honor and recognize uh, I'm not I'm not involved with the 12 step movement and yet I, I've been exposed to it over the years and I know a number of people that have been and it does you know the 12 step is great work and one of their big teachings is the acronym halt right you don't do anything if you're hungry angry lonely or tired mm -hmm. and you spoke to that earlier Z right that we want to make sure we're not coming from anger well all of those, they may feel like physical symptoms, but they're, they're all emotional keys. Hungry, right. angry, lonely, or tired. They're all feeling tones. Yeah. And, uh, and when I'm in those places, then I have to be really careful to make sure that I, I'm conscious, I'm aware of that this is operating, that this is influencing my decisions right now. And I, I just think about it, you know, it's not like it's been a while now since I've been allowed to wander around the, the supermarket, right? Yes. But in the old days, I you'd never go into a supermarket hungry. Yep. Just don't, because I'd spend an extra 50 or 100 bucks. <laughs> I get home, my wife would be like, why'd you buy this? I was hungry. Well, why'd you buy that? Because I needed something to eat. Well, why'd you buy that? Well, I was going to make that as soon as I got home. And I buy an extra six or seven meals to bunch on on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and here's, you know, the, in a bigger way, folks, right? When I can tap into the emotions and the emotional tones that I'm, that I'm sharing, that I'm experiencing, then I'm in a much more, a much safer place a much safer space to make good decisions, to make quality decisions, and to recognize when I got no business making a decision. Yeah. I'm going for a walk. Yes. And I think, you know, as you when you said walk, you know that that triggered that triggered in my mind the whole idea and uh, of the physical because that's the other piece of the puzzle is that we have to listen to our body because sometimes we've, we, we, we are able to uh, 
ignore or block out the emotion, but that emotion, depending on what it is, can easily show up in your body as as sweaty palms or or you know a, 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 a quick gesture of a smile and you don't know why. But but those emotions and the body are tag teaming together, and so. To learn that language between emotions and body and, and, and find those cues of, of when you're right on the precipice of getting in the flow or you're on the precipice of getting out or nowhere near it, you can begin to have multiple clues and, and cues, if you will, when you're in the flow, you're not in the flow, or you're just about to get in it. Yeah, exactly. As I'm listening to you here, Z, it kind of reminds me, growing up in New Jersey, we'd travel into New York City quite a bit as kids, and I didn't, never knew what to call this back then, but you just got this, you knew, hey, let's cross the street here. Yeah. You wouldn't always know why. We were young, you wouldn't always know why, and after a while of doing this, you got to recognize, oh, I, I felt the chills in my spine, or I just knew I was being watched, uh, or whatever it was. And we began to really listen to the nonverbal cues and clues that kept us safe. And, you know, and I got to admit, you know, I'm as privileged a white boy as they came. Uh, in those days, we were, we had all that. We were invincible and we knew and all, and we would go into some pretty rough neighborhoods for right. a couple of teenage white boys to be wandering around. It wasn't exactly the smartest move in our lives, <laughs> but we got to, we got to figure out how to listen with more than just our eyes and our ears. Yeah. And that kept us on our path and that kept us safe what i want everybody listening to recognize is that that i'm no spe i'm nothing special there that's available to every one of us as we tune in and listen to the nonverbal cues and clues in our life well we're being guided to a great glory to to the promised land we're being guided directly to the front row of the biggest party in the world called our own lives so there's a lot of ways to do this. However, you know, what I'm kind of coming to Z is it, it is as much about being in the flow as it is about learning how to read the flow. Yes. Yes. And, and, and I was, I was chomping at the bit to jump in there because you hit a spot. Um, and I, there's a, there's the, a book that I'm reading and using for a class called Blink. And, and that book is by uh, Malcolm Gladwell. And he talks about this concept of thin slicing, where just like you said, it speaks to this whole idea of getting these internal clues and, and they happen in a split second and, and there's no thought or any of that that goes into it. It just says something, move now, and you move. And you realize, boy, I'm glad I moved and I'm glad I didn't sit there and try to rationalize it because it would have created another kind of a situation. Right. Yep. Exactly. You know, we've talked about this on this program as well. There are times when 
I've watched great projects come up and then let them go uh, because I because of inactivity. Somebody else caught the vision and jumped on the idea, and I was still left wondering if I was good enough or if anybody would believe in it or if it would work. There is something to be said to uh, taking that immediate action. Yes, and inspired when it's inspired, when it's a that divine download that says, "Man, this is yours." do this, make that phone call, reach out to that person. Well, there are those where it's like, absolutely. I pick up that phone. Uh, Back to my conversation with my colleague today. Uh, They gave me uh, the phone number of somebody that uh, they want me to talk to about another project. And somebody I've been looking to contact and reach out to for quite some time, didn't have their info, didn't have a contact. Do you think I waited after hanging up from the first phone call to call that other person? Heck no. <laughs> Immediately turned around and called that per And hey, so-and-so just told me to call you. I took the inspired action. Now the project's mine. And, uh, and we'll see, you know, when that response comes back. But we, uh, let's just say this way. You don't get to the bottom of the river by standing around on the rocks looking at it all day, right? No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> and and you know you you bring up you bring up two points there. You know, one is that we have to trust that the pieces will come together because it the flow doesn't always happen in a moment. It may take two moments. It may take three moments. But 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 in those in those intervening moments, we have to trust that the pieces will come together that will allow us to step right into the slipstream, as they say, and uh, and and make it happen. You know, it's like you hear this all the time if you watch uh, bike racing or racing. You know, where where they say you know a guy gets into the slipstream of the guy that's in front of him, where yeah. He's in this sweet spot. The other person is blocking the wind and whatever the other things might be that's going to distract him. And they're in like a little sweet spot and they're just in a groove. And that only happens when you trust that the pieces will call together because that's a very, you know, sensitive timing thing to be able to get right behind somebody and cut in and not fall and so forth to make that happen. Yeah. So it sounds like we're going instead of where's the flow we're witnessing the flow yes yes it it, it and it's probably you know it's 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 a multi multi-faceted thing and 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 as you say that what comes to mind is you know especially out here in colorado is this whole idea uh that we we deal with with white water rafting you know when 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 the rapids are rolling you know, you get your instructions and then you jump in and there's two things that you have to do. They tell you when you're in there, you hold on, but you kind of let your body just flow with whatever that boat is doing. Because if you get too rigid, boom, you're going to jump out. And the other piece of it is you need a good guide to take you down the river because they know where the rocks are or the rocks are not and where the rapids speed up or slow down and so forth. So it's a, it's a multifaceted thing, sort of like 
trusting that all the pieces are going to come together so that when you get there, you're ready to take full advantage. Exactly. Well, and you know, Z, I think you bring us to a great closing point there. Uh, we're just about out of time here. I want to let everybody get back into the next portion of their day. But it is very, very important to have a guide. And what I notice, and I love your analogy of rivers because uh, it's been said you can never step into the same river twice. <laughs> Correct. And, uh, and I have used myself a lot of guides on what appears to be the same river, the same challenge in my life, the same whatever it is that I'm changing or overcoming or shifting in my life. And I've often used several guides to help me navigate the same river. Mm -hmm. One guide this month, another next month. And then I might find a guide that can guide me down that same river again and again and again and get me down and get me to where I'm going safely. So uh, before we wrap this up and say goodbye, we want to encourage you to find your guide. If you're having a tough time seeing the flow, recognizing where the flow is, um, or even if you're in that place of saying, I can see it, I'm witnessing it, it's happening all around me, there's always a guide that can say yes, support you, uh, keep an eye out for hidden dangers, for hidden obstacles and challenges, and shout out those encouragements when you are in the flow. So I think uh, I think we better wrap this up here, Z, but uh, any parting words for the folks today? No, I would just say, you know, feel the flow and find your flow or find your place in the flow and then witness the magic that that's that that happens when you're there because it truly happens. And I'm sure most of us, if not all of us, have had those moments where that happened. So I'd say let's seek it again. Yeah, absolutely. Great advice there, folks. Good ideas and good practices. We're going to get out of here and flow on into the rest of the week. Uh, thank you for allowing me those sillinesses. And we'll be back again with you next Friday for another episode of Ministers Talking Shit. Until then, peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.